Well, here we are again. Thank you for being here this morning, and here we go. We're going to bring the Word of God. The Word of God, I was telling somebody today, it's without error. It's infallible. It's awesome. And then there's me. I'm going to open this Word and share with you. So I'm going to rely on the Holy Spirit that's within each one of us to receive the Word. Pray that the the Lord would open our eyes, remove the scales from our eyes so that we can see the truths of the word this morning. And I pray that we would apply those truths, we'd partake of the word, and we would, we would become the word. Amen. It would become us. So praise the Lord. And then, then you got my son who reads the scripture that I'm going to preach, that almost preaches a sermon when he's talking, so... Some of this may be a little repetitive, but if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 100. We'll read it again. Psalm chapter 100. Let's read that chapter of, of the psalm again. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Can somebody say amen? Now let's flip over. To Philippians, flip over to Philippians. Philip, you can flip over to Philippians with us. Chapter 4, chapter 4, Philippians 4, beginning to read the word of the Lord in verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus let's pray father I thank you for your word I thank you for the privilege of being together this day God with the like-minded believers your word tells us that we are your body, and Lord, we, we pray as we come together that, Lord, you would be glorified. I pray today, as, as we said earlier, Lord, that the word that we speak today, God, I pray that I would be hid in the cross. Just let me uh, be led by the Holy Spirit to say uh, the truths of your word. God, I thank you for you and my life and what you've done. And Lord, we, we praise you for that. We give you thanks and honor and glory. And I know each one of you, God, you've done works in their lives. That we have every reason in the world to be thankful for today. And we thank you for that. And let us do that today as we, we just open your word. We give you praise and honor and glory. And everyone said, amen. All right. Thanksgiving week. What comes to mind when you think about Thanksgiving? Now be honest. Turkey, dressing, 
Oh, sweet potato casserole with the little crusty things on top that's probably not really good for you. But all the pies, all the cakes, all the home-baked goodies, family coming over. Uh, what else? You know, I, when I was a kid, that was a big thing. We'd sit and eat and eat and eat, watch football and wait a while, eat some more, and just, uh, that. I mean, be honest, that's what comes to mind. Maybe when you were a kid and you were in school and you thought about Thanksgiving, we thought about the pilgrims. We were taught about pilgrims and Indians and the Thanksgiving, how that they got together, they gave thanks unto God for all the many blessings. And that's, that's true, that's good. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe when we put our church clothes on and our church hat on and we, we come into church and we talk about Thanksgiving, you know, then we kind of think of it in a different different light. We think about all the blessings. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. You know, we sang that song last Sunday. We, Seth kind of made mention to all the physical things that we, you know, it, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. When we think about Thanksgiving, it's like, okay, and, and I'm coming to you from personal experience this morning. You know, when I think about Thanksgiving, I want to make a list of all my stuff. Man, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for this. And but when we go a little deeper, you remember last time I talked about we need to go deeper. And it's, it's high time that we study. We get in the Word of God. We, we, we dive in deeper. We partake of the Word. That's what we're going to do this morning. When we begin to study the Word, what does Thanksgiving really mean? There's different meanings and there's depths. Like I was saying last time when I spoke, if you, if you were to jump off into the depths of God's truth, there's no bottom. You constantly, more and more. We, I think when we have the problem is when we step off on a certain level and say, hey, I figured it out. This means this. Well, yeah, it does, but keep going because it's deeper than that. I, how many of you found that true in your lives that you're, man, I, there's just, it's amazing when you actually open the Word of God and you dive in and you start to, to dissect and, or you let the Holy Spirit, the Word, just dissect you, us. Uh, you know, when we eat, a lot of times, especially if it's a steak, uh, you know, we get a knife and a fork and we cut that up. I mean, some of you may just pick it up like a caveman and eat, but, you know, we, we, we dissect that. We cut it, cut it up and we... We partake of it. We begin to chew it. And, you know, we talked about that last time that I, I preached. But so let's do that this morning. Let's go a little deeper. The, the word for thanksgiving in the Hebrew that's in, in this passage of Scripture, thanksgiving. Now listen to this. This will amaze you. Uh, if, if you're like me, it, properly an extension of the hand. That is, by implication, a vow or usually adoration specifically a choir of worshipers, confession, sacrifices, praise, thanks, giving, offering. Now in the Greek, the word gratitude, thanksgiving is gratitude. You know, we've all heard that, attitude of gratitude. Gratitude, actually grateful language to God as an act of worship, giving of thanks. And so kind of takes it a little deeper, doesn't it? An extension of the hands. You know, back in the Old Testament, 
when they would do the Thanksgiving offering. They would take the they would take the sacrifice and they would extend their hands and it's it's an an extension of the hands. It's giving thanks. It's giving. You see where I'm going, kind of. It's it's giving. So once once we look at words and we we ask the Holy Spirit open our eyes to the truths and let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. We we see that things mean even more and. Uh, you know, the scripture we read in Psalms 100 about make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And folks, one thing we've got to do is, if we were talking about it this morning, Philip and I in the hallway, if we're not studying and we're not going deeper, we're not getting educated, we're still getting educated and going deeper in a certain direction. Look, would you have ever thought our world would be in the situation it's in nowadays? I mean, and I'm like I said, I'm speaking for personal experience this morning. We, I have been so dumbed down, so, so lazy, so you know, had it so good that we don't have to, you know, I don't have to dig, I don't have to work. We all know that when you put effort in, the more effort you put into something, the more you get out of it. You know, if you really work hard for something, there's a sense of pride. I, I remember one Christmas, uh, it amazes me that our society nowadays, that we are, that I am the way I am now. And I asked the Lord to shake me and wake me up and, you know, let me get back in his word, the truth, the only thing that's going to last forever, like Seth was saying, the spiritual things of God. So, you know, in Christmas times, it was one year, a few years ago, Seth had taken welding class and he had learned how to weld. He started, you know, wanting to, to use what he was learning for gifts. And man, he spent so much time. He found uh, railroad spikes and he welded and welded and and he grinded and he sanded and he painted them. He wrapped rope around them. He made all the women in the family, you know, put I don't know how many hours in each one of those crosses and gave them. He was so excited to give them. He put so much effort in it. And, you know, you could see some of the women got this iron cross thing and they're, oh, thanks. Yeah. And, and matter of fact, one of the family members, we were helping them move some furniture one, one, uh, one time, and we moved some furniture, and that cross was under the couch. It had been there probably since Christmas. But, you know, they receive a, a Starbucks gift card. Oh, Starbucks, five bucks, you know, whatever, ten bucks. Oh, I, I got to have my frappo. I got to have my frappuccino or my whatever. You know, oh, thank you so much. Oh. And I'm just scratching my head thinking, wow, I mean, I guess probably because it was my son and I saw the effort. I saw the amount of time that he put into there. And I knew the other person that picked up the Starbucks gift card probably was in the checkout line. Oh, I got to get something. You know what I'm saying? So it's that way with God's word, man. When we dive into God's word, it means so much more. And, you know, reading this Psalm 100 and, 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 letting the Holy Spirit show us the truths of this word, we realize what, who we are in Christ, what we have, the power, the authority of God's word. And, uh, you know, so the word that 
that's there for noise. When it says make a joyful noise, I just want to share that with you. In the Hebrew, that word noise is a primitive root, the root word, to mar, especially by breaking, figuratively to split the ears with sound, that is shout for alarm or joy, blow an alarm, cry, alarm, aloud, destroy, make a joyful noise, smart, shout for joy, sound an alarm, triumph. So when, when, you, when you start opening the scriptures and being a student of the word and learning, you, you see the meaning of words and, and it's even another thing to, to put them into practice and start applying them. But does anyone see why the enemy might not want us to to get into the word, to rightly divide the word. and to di- You see what I'm saying? It's, it's much easier for us to sit back, especially this time of year, with a big box of kettle corn and watch the Hallmark holiday special, you know. And Man, we have been, I have been, I, I, could, I could sing to you every song of the sitcoms back when I was a kid because I grew up in front of that box, that television broadcasting that's casting a broad spell. I mean, the television, when you get to studying it, it was invented and patented as a mind-altering device, and we sit and we partake of that, eating our popcorn and Cheetos, and wonder why we're in the shape we're in, what has gotten into us. You know, do you see where the enemy wants us to sit and be, like I said, we're being drawn away, we're being schooled, we're being a student, but we're being drugged the wrong way. When we should get in the word of God, stand on his principles, we realize that a shout, make a joyful noise to the Lord with a shout. I mean, you know, and a lot of times the word doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't have to make sense. When we walk in it and we obey, have you ever told your kids, I remember my boys growing up, you do this, why? Why? They had the whys. They went, why? Why this? Why? Because I said so. You know, and you want to grab them and, you know, because if you walk in the middle of the road, you get ran over. Just don't question me. Do what I say. And so it's like that with the word of God. Let's try Let's do it because it says, and watch what happens. And I'm going to share with you some things this morning that God has shown me. And like I was telling our Sunday school class this morning, I'm not coming from a a little higher uh, platform saying, look what I've done. Because the more I go into God's word, the less I see that I am. The more that I get into his word, the, the worse that I find that myself am. And I'm in need of Christ more. So I'm not coming to you from that. But I'm going to share some personal testimonies this morning with you that's going to be unbelievable. But it's, it is what it is because it's truth. I can tell you we've, we've done that. Now that's just the introduction. So I want, to, I want us to open to Ephesians chapter 5. The first, first thing we want to talk about, remember we're thinking about thanksgiving, giving of thanks, an extension of the arm. Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians 5, and go to verse 19 and 20. Ephesians 5, 19 says, Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always 
giving thanks always for all things. Sometimes I'm, I'm telling you, I'll be the first to admit I am slow. When somebody's trying to teach me something, I tell them, I, I'm just going to tell you, I am slow. But when I get it, I got it. And I, I can teach someone slower than me. I think I can get through to them because so we slow down and we see giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's let's turn over to 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, then the books with T's in the New Testament. 1 2 Thessalonians, 1 2 Timothy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 reads, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So this first point that I want to make to you is always, and when I was studying this, I started to write, in all things. And then I kept reading scriptures regarding this, and it said, for all things, in all things. So my first point says, always in and for all things, give thanks. Now, we're really good at giving thanks when things are good, right? Amen. We're good at giving thanks when the sun shines and when, you know, uh, but it says, always in and for everything. And like Seth had mentioned about our physical things, we're, you know, we live, we have to realize we're in this physical body. What does it mean to be physical in the physical realm? Let's read some definitions. That's something I would encourage you to start doing. Even though you think you know what a word means, I mean, just ask old Siri, I guess. I don't, what does it mean? What's the definition of... And then just keep reading, keep reading. Sometimes you can ask, what is the biblical definition of this word? And it will open up, it'll open up treasures, I'm telling you. So the the definition of physical relating to the body as opposed to the mind. Physical, relating to the body as opposed to the mind. Relating to things perceived through the senses as opposed to the mind. So what are our senses? We learned that in, in school, in what class was that? Science. Health. We learned our five senses, taste, taste. So the physical is relating to the things we can see and touch and smell and hear and taste. Uh, so we're good at giving thanks about those things. It's, you know, when I ask you, what, what do you think of turkey, dressing, all of those things? But when we look at giving thanks always, in all things and for all things. And we think about the spiritual. Now let's look at the definition of this, the word spiritual. Relating to or affecting the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. Not, it's kind of like a person not concerned with material values or pursuits. And we say we're spiritual a lot of times. I'm spiritual. You know, I'll go to church. I'm spiritual, yeah. But do we really know what we're saying sometimes? So, so we're giving thanks always in and for all things, physical and spiritual. And the Lord, thank you for 
you know, this. Thank you. When we have a flat tire, do we give thanks? Thank you, Father, for the flat tire on my vehicle. Thank you that the battery's dead. Oh, man. Thank you. Are we supposed to give thanks for that? It says, always, for all things. Uh, to give you some personal testimony, I, you know, I, I, I've tried that. And I'm telling you, it changes your whole perspective. When you wake up in the morning, physical, let's talk about physical. You wake up in the morning, oh, my back. We're supposed to give thanks for that? Is that what the Word of God says? Have we, have we partaken of that Word, tried it, let it become part of us? I tell you, I've done that a few times. Uh, Father, thank you for this, oh, for my back. Thank you that my back hurt, Lord. I know it's hurting, but, you know, I, it didn't hurt yesterday. I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out what happened. Yeah, when you get old, you, you have aches, and you don't even know what happened. Can I get an amen, somebody? <laughs> the young people are looking at us like, he's crazy. Thank you, Father, that my back hurts, and, and it didn't hurt a day ago. And I was so unthankful. I got so much done. God, forgive me for being ungrateful for the goodness. It was... Thank you for the rain and the mud, even though I got to get a pad done today. You know, I did, yesterday I worked all day in the sunshine, hauled dirt, and it didn't rain. And I didn't thank you, Father. Forgive me, Lord. I, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Oh, thank you for this pain. Don't let this pain go to waste, God. Don't let this pain go to waste. Use this pain for your glory. Somehow, God, use this pain. God, and this pain is nothing compared to the pain that you you took on your body for me, Lord, on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for this pain, Lord. Some people can't even get out of bed. Some people, you know, it begins, your mind begins to change. Your day begins to change. Your situation begins to change. And before you know it, you may start shouting. And you may have that, that noise, that alarm, that triumph that, that makes the enemy turn and run. I mean, you know, you, you put that into practice and we, we start seeing that the, that's why the enemy wants us just to sit back and not, nah, you know, you're good. You went to church for an hour. You heard whatever. So, But when, when, the, when you start doing the Word of God, acting on the Word of God, I'm telling you, I remember working on a job one day, and I was looking up, and there was a big piece of rebar sticking up out of the concrete where a floor box was going, and I just, bam, I ran into that, into my, my shin, and just tore it open, and blood was coming out, and I just... And I had, I had just read that passage of Scripture, in all things give thanks. And I just started saying, thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for, the, thank you for this blood, God. Oh, thank you for this throbbing, this pounding. You know, and it kind of sounds funny at first. But I begin to thank you, Father. Thank you for that. And, and in that, my mind changed. The pain finally did stop about an hour and a half later. And it got that warm feel. Oh, thank you for that. It feels warm now. It kind of even feels good, Lord. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that, you know, thank you that I have a, thank you that I have a job. Thank you that I have ability to walk and that I, that I can do that. You know, like I said, your whole mind thing, your whole, your whole demeanor changes and the circumstances change. And we begin to put the practice, the word of the Lord. Spiritual. We're, if you didn't know it, we're in a spiritual war. It, we're, we were in Ephesians a while ago. And we keep reading about what 
Paul is writing there, and the sixth chapter is about the spiritual war and our minds and our hearts, and we'll talk about that more here towards the end, but we are in a war. We need to know the Word of God. We have an adversary, an adversary, an adver- he adds verses, he'll quote the Word, an adverse. Did God not say that if you jump down, you know, he, he, he brought the Word, he added verses, he's an adversary. We need to know the Word. He, he came to our Savior, to the Lord, when Jesus was on the earth, and he quoted the word to him, and Jesus quote, quoted the word back. Jesus was the word, is the word. Christ said, you don't tempt the Lord I got. What if that was us, you know? A lot of times we blame things on the word. We do what we want to do and find a scripture, and we blame, you know, if that would have been me, hey, uh, throw yourself down. The angels would give you, oh, yeah, the angels would give me charge. I would have splat, you know, what happened? You know, your word said, but but are we in constant fellowship with the word? Have we partaken of the word? Has it become a part of us? When we're in a storm, in a storm, can we give thanks in a storm? What is a storm? We have storms in our lives. We go through things, sicknesses. We have things in our in our lives that we go through. I encourage you. Thank you, Father, for this. I don't see, I didn't want to go through this, but God, don't let it go to waste. Bring glory to your name somehow. Start proclaiming the word and the promises of the Lord and things will change. Amen? Verse 2, point 2, not verse 2, point 2. Let's flip over to Philippians 4 again. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians 4. Ephesians 4 and 6. Now, we were, ta- we're talking about thanksgiving, giving thanks. Philippians 4, verse 6 <clears throat> says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. So the second thing we want to talk about is giving thanks giving, we're thanksgiving, giving thanks, and asking. Isn't that what they call an oxymoron? How can you ask for something and still give? Ask and give at the same time. You know, we we got the part down pretty good. Thank you for my truck and my family, my wife. Thank you for my home. Thank you for... But with thanksgiving, you bring an offering, you, you extend the hand, you thank the Father... And then you ask, let your requests be made known unto God. If you read Paul's writings, that's not the only time. There's other mentions of of this. I thank God for you. He was writing to the church at uh, Thessalonians or in, in, in most of all of his writings. He says, I thank God for you not ceasing to mention you in my prayers, asking that God would open your eyes to the truths of the word that would would open your heart to receive who you are in Christ and see the riches of we have in Christ. So we can have thanksgiving and ask. We can have thanksgiving and ask. And the, the doesn't make any sense sometimes, but when you, when you look at the word of God and you say, present your request with thanksgiving, Father, thank you. And I'll tell you, I've got some testimonies that you're not going to believe in this area 
the first time I heard that this was, my wife and I started, we kind of got into uh, gardening, organic gardening. So we w- went to Washington State and, and toured a, an organic garden where the man that's over this garden is a believer and he preaches the word through gardening. And the first thing, that was the first time I ever heard that he said, you, you thank the Father for something for your need before you receive it that express, expresses faith. And his big method of gardening is using wood chips. You just, just take wood chips and put it over. It's called Back to Eden Gardening. He said, you just thank the Father for wood chips. God is abundant. God is free. It shouldn't cost you anything. A good sign, a matter of fact, that something's not of God is if you have to pay for it. If money's involved, he said, God, God's abundant. God's free. God's merciful. He, you know, get in his word. And so thank him. People are asking him, I don't, we don't have any trees where I live. I live in the desert. And he's like, that's no problem for God. Thank you, Father, for wood chips. And, and he'll bring them to you. So I come back, you know, and I'm like, that's kind of weird, but, you know, man, maybe I'll get a wood chip. That's what I'll do. I'll go buy, you know, I start trying to fix it myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this the man way. I can, I can get a, I'll go buy some wood chips. And then, but the Holy Spirit was like, you know, just try it. You, thank you, Father, for wood chips. You know, and Carol's like, hey, we need some mulch for our garden. Well, we need, yeah, thank the Father. Thank the Father for wood chips. So I'm thanking the Father for wood chips. I, I know it's, y'all are looking at me like, really? Wood chips? It's like getting one wish and I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener. Oh, no. But I was thanking the Father for wood chips. Long story short, not long after that, they start trimming the high lines down my road and you know what happens. The guys start bringing wood chips in the yard and, you know, I look out there one day after I say, thank you, Father, for wood chips. And there's a mountain of wood chips and I'm going up to the guys, no mas, no mas, no. And, it, and it's not about the wood chips. It's about the word of God that I learned through that. So I begin to say, wow, that is that's awesome. I mean, is he really concerned about our needs daily? Is he really concerned about... And so I begin to apply that principle to my life. Father, thank you, Father, for whatever we need tomorrow. God, that you would bring glory, that you would receive glory, that I'd give the glory to you, Father. Thank you. I'm on a job one day. I have a low boy trailer that's covered up with brush all to the top, just... I need that trailer emptied. I got 18 things going on at once. You know how, what these things cost. You know, I got five, you're communicating with so many people. I I don't have time. I need that emptied. And it's like the Lord saying, thank thank me that it's empty. Like, really? No, that's dumb. And no, I'm going to try this. So I say, thank you, Father, that that trailer's unloaded. Thank you for unloading that trailer for me, Father. I appreciate it. I thank you, and you receive glory. And another long story short, about 20 minutes later, I look over there, and the trailer's sitting right there totally empty. Somebody needed to borrow the trailer. They called, hey, can I borrow your trailer? Well, it's full of, oh, I'll empty it. I'll just need to carry something across the yard. I'll bring it right back. 
Now, that's not a coincidence, people. You know, I mean, I, so you see what's happening. I'm beginning to say, wow, this, this works. It's not a magic thing. It's the Word of God, walking in obedience to the Word of God. So my prayer life starts changing. You know, where I used to pray for my kids, they're grown adults, but you still, you know, I, I kept hoping when they get to be adults and out of the house, then all that worry and all that's gone, and I can just, they're adults now. Thank you, God. Now, where's retirement or whatever the next thing is I reach for, you know, that's going to, you know. But that doesn't happen. So you know your kids are driving here and driving there. And I, whereas I used to pray, oh, God, keep my kids safe. Keep them safe. You know, my kids that you gave, you know, I start saying, thank you, Father, for getting my son to work in the middle of Houston and those crazy people and back. Thank you, Father, that my wife is driving to work and back because your whole mind starts changing because you get the word of God in you. You realize there's nothing more important than the spiritual, the eternal, the everlasting. This is a physical realm that we're in. Things, senses, and all that. Yeah, man, the, we sing it when we were kids. Merrily, merrily, life is but a dream. You know, it really is. We're going to be here. The Bible tells us life's a vapor. You know, there's you should happier the day you die than the day you're born. Doesn't make sense, but when we get in the Word and we start applying those principles to us, our, our prayers change. So I begin to pray. I begin to pray different. I begin to walk in the Word of God, and I'm telling you, my jaw's on the floor. I need have one of those, what they call spatula. So, you know, sometimes I'll be doing that, and my wife will put her hand over. Close your mouth, will you? Oh, I was just thinking about something. <laughs> Anyway, you have those moments. God is awesome. He's amazing. His word change, His word does not change, but it changes us when we start applying it and walking in obedience. Now, you get excited when God teaches you something. And you want, especially ones you live with, your, your love, your, your, your family, your life, you want to share with them. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to tell people everywhere I go, man, you got to try this. It's, you know, and it's not, like I said, it's not just a magic thing. It's just walking in obedience to God's word. So I'm trying to tell everybody, all you got to do, Philip, thank the Father in advance. That expresses faith. He, he, and it happens. I'm just telling you. And so I'm trying to tell my wife this. Carol, all you got, and she's like tired of hearing it. Just, I t you know, I got her in the corner and I'm cramming it down her throat. All you got, I'm telling you, this is what you got to do. And she's you know, that's how it is. When we try to force something on somebody, you can't, you know the old saying, you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. You can't force. Finally, it dawned on me, you moron. Why don't you thank the Father that he shows her this lesson? So I begin to say, thank you, Father, that this word of God, you, you've shown me, you're going to show my wife. Wow, thank you, Father. And, and it's up to him, and I leave it there. And you begin to walk in a peace like you've never known. And one day, one morning, she is all stressed out about, it's some, the long story short, long story longer, whatever, tax form. She needs this certain tax form. That there's a, something called a deadline. I don't know if she does all the book work. Yeah. But this deadline, and I don't understand how, and why, and why are you so, and she's really stressed out. And I just, just ask, thank the Father. And I put my arm around her. And I'm not, you can ask her, she's right here, so I, I'm telling you the truth. 
I said, let's thank the Father. Father, I thank you that you're going to help us to find this piece of information. I thank you in advance. You care about us. You love us. I thank you for that. Now, and it's done. And I looked at her. I said, now look, all this morning, don't worry about it. It's taken care of. Thank the Father. And I went on to work. And <clears throat> I'm telling you, maybe an hour and a half or two, two hours, I get a text message. Ding. It's done. And you'll have, you can ask her for details after service. But she says, she starts, you know, herself started kicking in. She wanted to find it and trying to do it on her own. And she said, I felt the Lord tell me, just trust me. Thank the, so she kept thanking the Father, thanking the Father, and walked. After just a few moments, hour and a half or whatever, she walked right to it. Coincidence? I don't think so. I got another, another example of this. And th this is just testimony. And I'm sure you have things in your life that God has done that you could share. But, uh, you know, this time of year is you start seeing the little satsumas come on the trees. And, man, I can tear some of them. I love those. Satsuma, the little tangerines, orange mandarins, whatever you call them. Well, I had done a job for Miss Lori Wright before... Uh, brother David had passed on across the Jordan as in glory now. And he had a couple of trees out there while I was working that had these little satsumas on there. It was that time of year. And anyway, she found out I really liked them. And so she brought me a bag one day and I had that bag of satsumas and my little daughter-in-law was there, Mackenzie, Nate's wife. And she's, oh, I like those. I said, yeah, these are good. These are sweet this year too. Take one of them. And I think, I think maybe it was here. We were at the church. And anyway, I, people started walking by. I said, hey, you want one? And, and of course, my daughter-in-law, Mackenzie, she said, don't give those away. Those are good. I like those. <laughs> and I, I had already been walking in this principle of the word. So I said, well, Mackenzie, don't you want more? Don't you know the Bible says if you want to receive, you have to give. You want more. You, like, you really like these. Watch this. Hey, hey, have one. And she's like, I said, watch, watch. Thank you, Father, for these satsumas. And you're going to give us more because we're giving. We're applying your word. And I thank you for it. And Sister Brenda walked by and I said, hey, Sister Brenda, you oh, yeah, I love those. She started taking them. And, of course, me and Mackenzie, we had our one or two, you know, and we went home. And I said, now watch, now watch. And we went home and I was kind of doing it as a joke. <clears throat> but a couple of days later, come home and there's two grocery bags hanging off the door handle of the house full of guess what guess who else happened to be there the very moment I drove up somebody else drove up Mackenzie was there hey guess what look we got our own bag look what do you think about it? see it God's word works when you give it, now, if we stop, if we'd have took that first bag, that's all we have. That's all that would have been the end of it. But you want some more? Do you really want some more? Let's start giving these away. So the neighbors walked by. I said, hey, here you go. Started giving them away. Started giving, brought them to the church, gave some away. And about two days later, came home. There was a five-gallon bucket just full, pouring over. Wasn't Miss Lori right this time. Somebody else brought another bucket. Well, I just picked these off a tree. Guess who happened to be there that day? 
Mackenzie was there. I'm not, I'm not lying to you. You can ask her. Okay, so Mackenzie. And she's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, you have got to be kidding. You know, that's our reaction. Shouldn't be. Should be the norm if we're walking in a word. But I was the same way the, about the wood chips, you know. Looked out there one day. And of course, neighbors, what is he doing with the pile? We, anyway, she's like, oh, my God. I said, I'm telling you, it's awesome. You want some more? Let's give them away. We start giving them away because I, I didn't want that to be the last of them. You think this is that never-ending story, but I'm telling you the truth. Miss Debbie had a choir Christmas party. The next day or two, it was at an Italian restaurant in Humble. We go to the Christmas party. Uh, Mackenzie's not even in the choir. She, they do the sound sometimes, so they were invited to the Christmas party. So guess who was, happened to be there? Guess what happened at a Christmas party? Miss Dottie Hightower, hey, Dwayne, before you leave, I got something for you in my truck. I just look at Mackenzie. I wonder what that is. <laughs> Can you guess what it was? Sacks full of those things. The trees are covered with them. And, I, and so I'm like, she is like floored by this time. And I'm like, I'm telling you, God is abundant. He's free. He's mar- it's amazing when we walk in the Word of God, when we put, you know, put the other mess off, start reading the word, waking up saying, good morning, Lord. Father, thank you for this day. We start singing singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, thinking on whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely. There be any value, be any virtue, be any good report. It's amazing. Why don't we do it? I don't know. It's amazing how God's word works. Not done yet, Okay few weeks later, we're at Christmas at my wife's parents. And now all of these people don't know that the Satsuma thing, they don't even know Dwayne likes them. You know, they're just like, hey, here, bringing them. We're at Christmas and guess what Meemaw got me for Christmas? A tree. Guess the whole tree. Guess who happened to be at the family Christmas? Mackenzie. We got the whole tree now. I mean, it's just the love of God showing, teaching us, teaching us, taking us deeper into the Word of God. And, I mean, it's just amazing, God's Word. He will take us deeper depths, higher heights. So that, that's just, just one experience. And I need to, I got one more point, and I know it's late. Can I have five more minutes? Will anybody give me five more minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20. We're good. The third point that I want to read, talk to you about. Second point was giving thanks always at the, and asking at the same time for everything. And, you know, why do we do this? We're, we're, we're back in Philippians. Philippians 4, verse 7. Philippians 4, verse 7 says, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God, the peace, the prosperity, the one, the peace, the quietness, the rest, set at one again. The peace of God. Do anybody here need some quietness, some set at one again, some rest, some, some, some comfort, will keep your hearts and minds. What does keep mean? 
to be a watcher in advance. That is, to mount guard as a sentinel, post spies at the gates, figuratively to him in, protect, to keep with a garrison. Does anyone here need the Lord to set some watchers out, some mounted guards? I think uh, Jeff could probably tell us about mounted patrol, and they're out on patrol, watching, protecting. We need to defund them. Now, is that... And that's crazy. Do you see what the, the Lord's going to do here? He's going to set watchers, those spies at the gate that's going to guard our hearts and our minds. And our, our hearts are the thoughts, our feelings. Our minds are perception that is purpose of implication, the intellect. It's so important. That's where it starts, folks, is right here between the temples, in your temple, whoever you let in your temple, the Holy Spirit in the temple, you let the negative enemy in the temple, the uh, accuser, the adversary in the temple, the, it all starts here. And when we, let, when we let the Lord guard our hearts and our minds through the word of God, we're going to walk in victory. We might even shout a little bit. Uh, have you ever met anyone that didn't have the peace of God? Man, it's Negative, negative. You ever met anybody that's tormented? Oh, it's, it's, you just see they must be the most miserable man or woman in the world. Everything negative happens to them, and you see them speak it out. It's in the temple. It's between their temples. They speak it out into almost creative power of, oh, every time this happens to me, yeah. And just keep speaking it, keep walking in it, and it's going to be that way. Whereas when we walk in the Word of God and we speak the Word of God, we're praising the Lord, we're giving thanks, asking God to open our eyes to His spiritual truths. All these physical things seem to just melt away, and we begin to focus on Him. Let's pray. Father, I thank You, God, that You're teaching us and You are going to teach us how to walk and live in thanksgiving to You. God, for and in everything, through prayer and supplication, Lord, that is unceasing. Father, we thank you in advance, Lord, knowing that you're guarding our hearts and our minds with the peace of God beyond all explanation, God, beyond all comprehension. God, we thank you for that. To you be the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise now and forever. And everybody said... Amen. Happy Thanksgiving.